track fishing and I cook it. Yeah, mm. well... Well, everyone, something's good. We're recording, so we're going to get going. Jules, press the button, and when the button's pressed, we go for it, if that's okay. Great to see you all today. If you don't mind, if you can put yourself on mute, if you haven't already, that would be splendissimo. Thank you very much. I was going to start by saying it's Paul Wood's birthday today. Well, it still is. Well, it still is, but that's sort of uh, good news, isn't it? But he's not here. So let's just move on, because we can easily today text him and say, happy 70th birthday, Paul, because that's how old he is today. Ooh. Yeah. Also, there's birthdays for Barbara this week, who I can see, and Jill, who I can't see, but I know she's there. So they've got birthdays <laughs> this week as well. Happy birthday. So happy birthday to everyone. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, happy birthday to you all. Yeah. Onward was delivered this week on Friday. So if you uh, normally get it a physical copy, you'd have had that on Friday. If you get the digital version, it will be in on Tuesday when you get that. It's a Wednesday prayer group, I think, is it? Or is it Monday? No, it's a Monday, it's house, a Monday group. house group. Hey, do you know, I haven't changed this from last week. So it's a Monday house group which happens not to be on Wednesday, but to be on Monday. So Monday on Zoom, and Fiona's leading it. And this week, Fiona, you're still looking at Ephesians? Fantastic. Right. So that's going to be really good. It is Remembrance Sunday next week. And normally, we'd start at 10 to 11 and remember those that have died for the country. And even though... The lockdown has changed some of it. I don't know really what's happening at the Cenotaph. Uh, until yesterday, there was going to be a service, but there just wasn't going to be a march passed, and there wasn't going to be any public involved, but still the royal family and, and diplomats and military chiefs would be there and lay the reefs. I don't know what's going to happen now, but I still think we should start at 10 to 11, and we'll do something and uh, have a moment's silence, uh, a minute's silence at 11 o'clock. So still 10 to 11 this Wednesday, this Sunday coming. Um, we had a, a surprise visitor, Jill and I, yesterday at the door. The doorbell went like a, a train locomotive sound. And then we opened the door and you'll never guess who was there. So I'm going to tell you. It was Paula Krabby. And I've been over to her house several times since March and stood on the doorstep and sent uh, onwards with a post to her and delivered them and everything. But what she came yesterday to tell us was that she's found another church that is open that's very close to where she lives. So instead of having to travel over to Nuneaton, she's just now can walk there. So she, she, we prayed together, the three of us, Jill and I and Paula, and she just came to say thanks so much for all the input all of us have had in her life and her grandchildren's life. But now they're going to go to another church, which is just walking distance. And Brianna has, uh, has sort of been and enjoyed it. So we won't be seeing them again, but we can still stay in contact, obviously, with them. But it's just that we won't see them physically. So it'd be good to pray for them, just like we prayed for them yesterday. Talking about prayers, thanks very much already. I know many of you have been praying for Jill and I uh, for November, and November's here now. And uh, I'm really thankful that you've been praying for us. We've got an, e uh, an interview with the Elim National Leadership Team on Tuesday, the 24th of November. I've got to finish off my portfolio just a few days after that. So progress is being made with everything. 
but we'd be glad of more prayers still. So thank you very much for all of that. One last thing, we've got breakout rooms at the end. So if you want to stop and chat and pray with people there, you'd be very welcome to. Jill's leading today, so over to her. Thank you. Um, right, if I can get you to practice your, your muting on and off again, if you can bring yourselves off mute again, please, what I would like us to do, um, basically, because um, I don't know if you feel like me, um, having lived through yesterday, um, I had no idea that what was going to happen in the evening when I woke up yesterday morning, and it feels like life's a bit like that at the moment. When you wake up in the morning, you have no clue what on earth you're going to find through the rest of the day. But do you know what? We do know lots of things. So what I would like us to do is to just declare now some of the truths that we know to encourage one another and to just declare and say, yes, do you know what? We know that God is good, for example. We know, I'll start us off then, we know, and Fiona reminded me of this earlier on, about the um, incomparable power that is at work in us. So, amen. God, thank you for that incomparable power. And we know that God's faithfulness lasts forever. He is my anchor. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you never change. Amen. Thank you, God, that the price you paid was enough. Absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you for your... Save us all. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yes. You are that strong tower that we can run into, and you are our uh, light and lamp that lights the way. Amen. Thank you that you are our rock and we cannot be shaken. Amen. Yes. Thank you, God, that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you're not a nine to five, God. You're there always. You never get a busy line. We get straight through. We praise your name. Amen. 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 Thank, you. Thank you, Lord, for your arms around us and your strength. Thank you. Mm. Yes, God, thank you. Brilliant. See how encouraging that is. There are so many things that we know and it doesn't matter whether we're in lockdown, whether we can go to the shops or not, whether we can hug our family or not. Mm. Some of these things are rock solid truths. And mm. sometimes it's just really good to look at those and say, yeah, do you know what? Let's not look at the, the things of the world, which will come and go. It says that somewhere about things like grass that it withers away. Yes, everything, everything here will wither away. But God will not. He has not and will not. He is forever. And he's the one we put our trust in. And that's why, where we need to go in, in keeping some sort of stability and being able to walk through whatever challenges are about to face us that we don't know because he knows. We prayed that last week. Anyway, amen, amen. Let's start by uh, um, celebrating um, God's amazing uh, grace to us. We're going to sing um, Who Breaks the Power? And that's on a video. So I'll just get that going and we can all join in. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. 
amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross,
are the only one who is worthy. Amen. Now we have a very exciting new development today. Well, not so new, but um, exciting new speaker. You can guess who it is by the person who has their hand over their face. Fiona is bringing our word to us this morning in two parts, and I'm just going to set the first part going and uh, let's see and hear what God is saying to us, continuing our theme on listening in and prayers in the Bible. Hello. We continue looking at prayers in the Bible, and for this week, I have chosen Daniel. There are several characters in the Bible that I particularly admire and for different reasons. Daniel is a favourite of mine. He was clever, good looking and utterly humble, not with a feeling of entitlement for these gifts that we might see in people today. Just as an aside, one of the light bulb moments I had with Daniel's life was when I was still working full time. It was the number of years he just worked, normal, everyday, patient, Monday to Friday, nine to five, regular life years and years worked. But then was completely ready for God when he needed him. There's no record of him complaining. He had a good place to sleep and plenty of food, but he was a prisoner. By his tribal heritage or family history, Daniel was not uniquely qualified for a ministry of intercession. He did not belong to a priestly family like Ezekiel, and he wasn't a career prophet like Isaiah or Jeremiah. Yet, like all of us, he could pray. I'm not going to dwell on how his praying got him thrown into the lion's den which rather demonstrates that prayer to God was pretty high on his agenda. But to look at a prayer later in his life, he was about 93 years old at this point. What an encouragement to us all. Let's read Daniel chapter 9 verses 1 to 3. In the first year of Darius son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. Here already, before we get to the prayer itself, we have some excellent pointers for serious prayer. Here is the first one. He had read his Bible and gained understanding. Prayer with understanding. Not always possible or appropriate, I know, but how much more powerful. He knew that the time of their nation's punishment was coming to an end and so opted to take on a serious prayer time with God. 
Prayer started with Daniel as a response to God's word. There are times when we pray, just pray in our day, but here we are shown another way, to read a passage of the Bible and see what God would have us pray about. Here is a quote from Spurgeon. Oh, that you studied your Bibles more. Oh, that we all did. How we could plead the promises. How often we should prevail with God when we could hold him to his word and say, Fulfill this word unto thy servant, whereon thou hast caused me to hope. Oh, it is grand praying when our mouth is full of God's word, for there is no word that can prevail with him like his own. Second point, Daniel was fervent, and this was characterised by his self-denial seen by his fasting. Jesus said, when you fast, not if. I am sure you have been reminded of that before. But when did you last fast before prayer to show how much it meant to you? Third, he was completely humble in his attitude, not speaking with an air of entitlement, but humility. He was prepared to outwardly show to others his personal sorrow for the nation and wore itchy sackcloth and covered himself in ash. Sackcloth is a coarse black cloth made from goat's hair that was worn together with the burned ashes of wood as a sign of mourning for personal and national disaster, as a sign of repentance and at times of prayer for deliverance. Let's read the prayer and then have a break before looking at it more closely. I prayed to the Lord my God, confessing and saying, Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and gracious love for those who love him and obey his commandments. We've sinned, we've practised evil, we've acted wickedly, and we've rebelled, turning away from your commands and from your regulations. Furthermore, we haven't listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, to our officials, to our ancestors, and to all of the people of the land. To you, Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us, open humiliation. Even to this day, to the men of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, both those who are nearby and those who are far away, in all the lands to which you drove them because of their unfaithful acts that they committed against you. Open humiliation belongs to us, Lord, to our kings, our officials and our ancestors, because we've sinned against you. But to the Lord our God belongs mercy and forgiveness. Though we've rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God, by walking in his laws that he gave us through his servants, the prophets. And all Israel flouted your law, turning aside from it and not obeying your voice. Because we've sinned against him, the curse has been poured upon us. 
along with the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God. He has confirmed his accusation that he spoke against us and against our rulers who governed us by bringing upon us great calamity, because nowhere in the universe has anything been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. As it's written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has befallen on us, but we still haven't sought the Lord our God by turning from our lawlessness to pay attention to your truth. So the Lord watched for the right time to bring the calamity upon us, because the Lord our God is righteous regarding everything he does. But we have not obeyed his voice. And now, Lord our God, who brought your people from the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made a name for yourself that remains to this day, we've sinned. We've acted wickedly. Lord, in view of all your righteous acts, please turn your anger and wrath away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because of our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors. Jerusalem and your people have become an embarrassment to all of those around us. So now, O oh God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his requests and look with favour on your desolate sanctuary for the sake of the Lord. Turn your ear and listen, O oh God. Open your eyes and look at our desolation and at the city that is called by your name. We're not presenting our request because you are uh, before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great compassion. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, take note and take action. For your own sake, don't delay my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. Wow, that's a powerful prayer, isn't it? Brilliant. Um, Fiona's going to continue to uh, talk to us about that in uh, a little while, but first we're going to uh, head our focus back onto God. We'll, we're going to sing a couple more songs. Let's use this opportunity to uh, let what Fiona's already said sink in. Let's uh, focus our, our attention uh, on the Lord. Let's remember that he is the all-powerful one. He is the almighty one. He is the one who has saved us and forgiven us. Absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. So we're going to start with uh, You Were the Word at the Beginning. And let me just get the words up for you. Nothing compares to this. What 
Understanding and positioned himself with fervency and humility before God, Daniel begins to pray. He starts by acknowledging who God is. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, that's where he started too. Here are some of the titles Daniel uses. Great and awesome God. Covenant keeper. Faithful lover. How amazing is this next section? He identifies himself unselfishly with God's people. I just look and admire at this point. I have no problem seeing the sins of our nation and number myself in the sinners straight away. This man was righteous and had unswervingly served God in many testing situations. He was not among those who had not listened to God. If I was Daniel, I would be confessing on behalf of the nation, they, not we, which of course demonstrates that I'm nothing like Daniel. But he is passionately and completely focused on God. Compared to God, even the most righteous among us falls far short. So this is how he continues. This is how it is God. And this is what I understand. Then comes more confession and detail of what the nation has done wrong with a bottom line confession. We have sinned against you. All of us, we are covered with shame. We know that you, God, have done everything in order to teach us how to live and we haven't done it. Ah, but listen to this. You are a merciful and forgiving God. So, even though there are written consequences of what our nation must suffer, you are merciful. For our personal prayer, we can confess, knowing that our God is merciful and forgiving. He sent his son to die on the cross to take the consequences of our sin. We don't have to suffer the desolation that happened to Jerusalem but the consequences of sin are still there. It's just that God has paid the price for them on our behalf. Jesus took on the desolation, the pain of separation from his father, the physical pain, the abandonment and betrayal of his friends. Confession is a good thing James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I would suggest from this that unconfessed sin is like an illness, affecting your life in all sorts of ways as an illness can. Simple confession within your prayer time is a healing thing. 
Now we have the plea and it is all dependent on who God is. Again, we have more acknowledgement of who God is. He is righteous. He does what he says. Daniel is pleading for Jerusalem and all of God's people. Where they had been highly respected because of their God before, now they are ridiculed. Daniel says that even Jerusalem is being ridiculed. Daniel asks forgiveness according to God's righteousness, not the people's righteousness. Daniel knows when God stops being angry with them, he will turn and bless them. Daniel prayed for restoration in three aspects. In effect, he asked God to bring back the city, the sanctuary and the people. What is your plea before God in your prayers? Specific, wide-ranging, with understanding of God's character. It isn't wrong to pray for our own needs. Jesus invited us to ask, give us this day our daily bread. At the same time, we need to have an even greater passion for the glory and benefit of God than for our own needs. Daniel intercedes in prayer to God with all the strength he has. Look at the progression of the prayer. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act. For your sake, my God, do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. So, to recap. Here is an example of prayer that was an intercession for a whole nation. What can we learn about prayer from this, both intercessory prayer and our own personal prayer times? Read the Bible and start with understanding. Take it seriously and fast if you can. Make sure you are coming before God with the right attitude of who he is and who you are. Believe in him and his character. He is a great, awesome, righteous, loving, forgiving and merciful God. Confess your sins and lay them before him acknowledging your complete dependence on his mercy. Then you are in a place to plead with him, recognising that it is all about him and it is all for his glory. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Fiona. Um, wow. Yeah. 
I'm sure God has been speaking to you. Um, one of the bits I got out of that was just a, a brilliant um, knowledge that when we pray, we are praying according to who God is, not according to what I am, um, which means how much confidence can we have when we pray? Brilliant. Um, I, I know what that God speaks to us all differently. So I'm sure you've got different things out of that. And there was so, so much there, but thank you. Uh, I'm actually gonna pass over to Alex now, who is going to lead us all in prayer. Um, and uh, yeah, let, let's actually put that into practice right now. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your everlasting love and presence. Your word to us, the way you talk to us and the way we can speak to you through prayer. Thank you for the privilege and joy of fellowship together in your name. Today, we ask that you would continue to give us the mind of Christ to be able to discern life and death within ourselves. May we in Christ discern life as a result of following the mind of the spirit and not the flesh. And remember how blessed we are in you and how good you have been to us. In the midst of our present circumstances, we wish to focus on you, keeping our eyes constantly on you, Lord, on who you are and what you have done and continue to do. Dear Lord, in spite of the chaos around, we wish to keep a positive outlook and attitude to maintain positive thoughts and expectations and engage in positive conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please give wisdom and ability to our leaders in this country, O Lord. We hear of another national lockdown looming because the number of people having coronavirus has risen significantly and this could become exponential. We pray for national and local solutions to address this, for people to obey instructions given to them by the authorities and for all of us who believe in you to remember that you, Lord, are in control. We pray at this time for people, including children, who are going hungry, that they would be provided for and provided for adequately. Thank you for people like Marcus Rashford, who go out of their way to speak up for deprived children. We lift up to you our mental health. May we as believers choose to be like the Psalmist David, who spoke frequently about meditating on you, God, on your goodness and your works and ways. Lord, how very uplifting it is to think about your goodness and all the marvelous works of your hands. Please protect us all from the constant negativity and speculation that is portrayed by the media. We thank you for the NHS and ask you, Lord, that it would cope during this season Please strengthen and empower those working in it to provide the very necessary treatment and care for all patients. We also lift up Christian churches during this time and pray that services, 
home groups and prayer groups would continue in whatever form of interaction is possible. Thank you for brothers and sisters throughout the land who give up their time and money to help those in need. More locally, we think of our church at NCF and we ask your hand upon all that is happening within the church. We continue to ask your guidance for our leaders, especially John and Jill, and for those in responsible positions. Lord, we cannot operate without your leading. Please be with our brothers and sisters who have specific health needs, family needs and employment needs. We think of Kath. May she continue to recover well and please protect her from further falls. Please be with Yvette and Jean, Jonathan and Michaela at this challenging time and may they seek you wholeheartedly for clarity and guidance. May Tanya find sufficient employment to help sustain her and give her a future. Please be with young Archie, Malcolm and Heather's grandson, who has heart murmurs. Please may they remedy this problem. Amen. Please bless the church youth group that meet on Fridays. Thank you for all Yvette's hard work and may this youth group continue to grow in spirit and in numbers. Dear God, just as Jesus had a continual fellowship with you, our Heavenly Father, whilst on earth, please allow us to flow in the mind of Christ during this season. In Jesus' name we pray and receive it. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Alex. We're going to uh, carry on with some song worship. Um, and we're going to start with God in my living. This is what we need. God in everything. Amen.
Amen, amen, and amen. No power of hell can separate us from God. There is power in his name. What a powerful name is the name of Jesus. God, we say thank you. Thank you that your power is at work in us. God, you are in us and you work through us and you have a plan for us today. So, Lord, we confidently look forward to all that you have for us, whatever we are facing this day and tomorrow and this week. God, we know that your name is greater than any other. Father, we look to you, we seek you, we hear you, we want to obey you. Lord, will you take us and lead us this week, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.